Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Why did your ex leave you? Why did you lose interest in your ex? How do you get a girl to be attracted to you? Are women really hypergamous? Do they only like men who are attractive and wealthy? Today, I want to answer these and hopefully many more important dating questions by exploring the fascinating world of the value exchange theory of mate selection. Keep watching to find out more. To start off today, I want to talk about a client of mine named Marcus. Marcus came to me feeling sad, angry, hurt, and most of all, he was feeling resentful towards what he saw as women's true natures. What happened to Marcus? Well, Marcus was a really wealthy guy. He had massive success early on in his life, and he had a super successful IT company. He had beautiful cars, he had a penthouse apartment to die for, he dressed well and had a really killer watch collection that I'm still to this day ridiculously jealous of. After a while, Marcus got sort of started to get a bit lonely and wanted to meet a long-term partner. It didn't take long before Marcus met Ashley. Ashley was a beautiful blonde bombshell. She was a Canadian snowboarding instructor and a part-time model, and the two fit like a glove. In fact, after just 18 months, they decided to get married. The marriage was actually going pretty well for about three to four years when suddenly Marcus's company crashed and he lost about 80% of his value almost overnight. Within six months time, Ashley left him for another man. And this is how Marcus came to me. He had witnessed that, that obviously women were gold diggers who only wanted men who had money and the second a man didn't have money anymore, women wanted nothing more to do with him. So does this experience prove the existence of women's hypergamous nature? Are women all gold diggers? Well, as you probably guessed from the title of this video, uh, I believe there is a far more elegant and scientifically well-backed solution to this problem. And that is called, you probably guessed it, the value exchange theory of mate selection. Now value exchange theory is actually quite simple at its face. You see, it basically says that in a relationship, between any two people, not just a romantic relationship, but especially in a romantic relationship, both partners must provide a form of value to each other that is valued by the, the partner. So in other words, if I meet a woman, I need to present, I need to provide something to her that she values and that she values as highly as she values whatever form of value she's providing me. So if I meet a woman who believes that she doesn't really have much to offer me as a partner, she won't require me to offer her much in return. If I meet a woman who believes she offers a lot as a partner of value, and I need to offer her something of value back that she values very highly. This is the value exchange theory. In the second that in any relationship, one partner ceases to provide value that's valued by the partner, <laughs> the value that's seen as something that's great by the partner, the relationship will deteriorate. And usually in long-term like romantic relationships, like the guy, the guy or the girl will be given lots of time because it works for both genders. But over time, it will deteriorate and eventually the relationship will fall apart if that value isn't recovered or a new form of value is found to take its place. 
So let's have a little bit of a closer look at what actually happened inside Marcus's failed relationship. You see, Marcus actually grew up as a pretty shy, unconfident guy. And he always believed that once he had money, women would want to date him because he had very little success with money. But once he had the money, he believed, he knew that women would be attracted to him. So Marcus worked his butt off to try to earn money. And once he started to become successful, his self-esteem jumped up because he believed that the only form of value, true value that he had on the dating market was the money he had. In turn, as a result, this boosted his confidence with women. The second he could prove, hey, I'm rich as Batman, he knew, he believed in his heart that all women would flock to him. Ashley, on the other hand, Ashley was grew up in a broken home, unfortunately, and she grew up primarily with her mother constantly scrounging to make ends meet. In fact, finding the rent and worrying about having to move from home to home because they constantly were missing rent deadlines and being kicked out was a very common was a very common occurrence in her childhood. As a result, Ashley grew up into a woman who needed desperately to feel a sense of safety, a sense of stability because she didn't grow up with it and she craved it a lot. As you can imagine, a man like Marcus going around broadcasting, look at how rich I am, look at how rich I am, look at how rich I am, who wanted, who valued what other people thought of him very strongly. So what he valued in a woman primarily was how she looked, because that's what other people could perceive about his partner. He already had the perfect looking life, he was going to get the perfect looking wife. Along comes Ashley, a woman who needed stability above all else, finds a man who broadcasts how wealthy he is. They are a well-made match because what they're doing is they're providing a form of value that each partner sees as, as important. So they matched, they got married. The marriage went well. The difficulty in the marriage is they really provided little other forms of value to each other. Marcus worked a lot of hours. He traveled a lot, so he was rarely home. There was rarely a lot of connection between the two on a, on a week-to-week basis. Ashley, on the other hand, she enjoyed promoting her uh, social media career, her social media profile, as an influencer and she had a rich social life that she went out and a lot of friends that she'd hang out with. So the second that Marcus's business collapsed, what happened? Marcus's self-esteem crashed because his self-esteem was pegged entirely on that one form of value. So his self-esteem crashed. What's more, Marcus's emotions crashed. He 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 stopped for like representing any form of stability. He wasn't even emotionally stable. He was up and down, hot and cold anxious, he started to become needy, started to become insecure, accusing Ashley of cheating on him. Everything, the only form of value he saw he had was his wealth, and the only form of value he ever provided in the relationship was his wealth. Ashley was still an attractive woman, and Marcus wasn't providing anything else of value to her. So over time, Marcus wasn't recovering, and they split up. Now, it took a long time, it took a lot of work, time working with Marcus to help him to realize that in actuality, Marcus didn't need to suddenly become wealthy again within that six months. He needed to start providing an alternative form of value, right? So Marcus could have spent more time connecting with her, providing emotional stability, emotional security, right? Building, um, because Marcus, at the end of the day, he was an intelligent guy. He had a good sense of adventure, a great sense of humor, but he wasn't providing any of these forms of value to Ashley, and that was a problem. Now, as it turns out, Ashley didn't leave him for a wealthy man, a super rich guy or a guy as wealthy as him, she left him for an electrician. Now, I should point out that electricians aren't poor, at least in Australia. Electricians can make six-figure incomes, um, but he wasn't nearly as wealthy as Marcus was. And this electrician spent a lot more time at home, providing emotional stability and security to Ashley, which was the primary things that she needed in her life. 
So she realized even if Marcus got rich again, she was never going to give him the other things that she really wanted. So she was ready to leave. The world, unfortunately, is full of Marcuses and Ashleys. Men and women who believe they only have one thing of value to offer the world. Often men tend to focus on their money. Women tend to focus on their looks. And that's really unfortunate because the second one of them goes away, and it will, I mean, if you're wealthy today, you are likely to have at least one or two financial crashes in your life. It's even more unlucky if you're a woman because your looks will fade. And if you believe that's the only thing you have to offer, your self-esteem is gonna crash and your perceived, the way that you perceive your market value to be is going to crash if you don't have anything else to offer. What I say to you men watching this video is you've got to do one of two things. One, you've got to have forms of value in yourself that you are proud of. If you don't have that right now, if there's nothing about you that, that, that you're proud of to offer the world, you need to work on that first and foremost. So either you need to provide or create that value in your life, or you need to start recognizing the things of value that you have now. Because I'll tell you what, once you, once you, just like Marcus, when he suddenly believed with all his heart that money gave him value, his confidence went through the roof. Because his confidence went through the roof, women started to find him more attractive because he believed in himself. If you start to work on, if you have a life that you're proud of, if you have things that you do about who you are that you're proud of, they don't have to have anything to do with money or anything to do with being good looking as a guy, but if there are things about you that you're proud of that you've worked hard on, you will organically promote that to the women you meet because you're proud of those things about yourself. If you don't have things about yourself that you're proud of, that's where you need to work first because if you have nothing that you're proud of, how are women gonna see value in your life? If you don't have anything about your life that you're proud of, why would a woman, a woman who believes she has value to offer, most women who have value to offer believe they have value to offer, why would she want to date you? The answer is she probably wouldn't. And so this is a really powerful way to look at, at both attraction and long-term relationships because it is always, it is always a value proposition that's being explored by both parties. Now, if you're interested to find out what kind of value a man like you is most likely to provide to women, I highly recommend you take my online dating personality test. It's a free intensive personality profiling program that basically goes through 16 different elements of your personality and it'll tell you what your biggest strengths and weaknesses as a partner is likely to be. And that's going to help you get really focused on what parts of your dating personality you most need to work on. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.